0: Welcome to The Effects Loop. I'm Scott. I'm Cody. I'm Blake. We're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. percent off all all
1: things
2: on the site everything right? yes everything. does that yeah.
0: include nose it does well?
2: and it includes
0: mods all right so check that out i believe the code is covid15 no dash yep and yep. uh yep. it's also on the website if i spelled that wrong so go check that out i mean cody you're the man Hi. behind the magic here so <laughs> what, what <laughs> oh. should we be looking at there i mean you
2: well, I mean, if, if someone wants to go buy one of everything, I won't complain. Uh, but the, the two most recent releases are the exegete, which is, uh, based off the, uh, big It's a whole lot of fun. And the pink treble booster, uh, honestly, treble boosters are some of the most underrated effects out there where everybody thinks, you know, treble boost, that'll just make it sound like an ice pick in my skull. Uh, but it's, it's not that it, it actually
0: <laughs> don't put it, it on the end of your chain. No, don't
2: do that, but it, <laughs> but it is magical at the front of your chain.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely check them out, um, and that brings us right into what's new, so um, since both of you have not really ever been on the show, I guess you get to pump whatever you want to buy, and new is a relative term, but Cody, what's new with you?
2: Yeah, so uh, I've come to the realization that, or I, I came to the realization recently that I've Never had an HSS strat somehow, like I've had regular strats and whatever, and even two humbucker strats. And I was like, I'm going to convert this two humbucker strat into an HSS strat. So I put a uh, Duncan little 59 and some SSL ones and, uh, I'm enjoying it a whole lot, um, not a whole lot of volume difference between all the positions too. Cause you know, the, the little 59 isn't that high output. You know, I didn't put an EMG or a Fishman in there, so uh, it's not tearing anybody's head off. Um, But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a black strat, and then I put like a flat black pick guard, so it's just like murdered out. (laughs) Nice. And uh, I'm enjoying it.
3: Sweet. That sounds like fun.
2: It is. It is. And I had forgotten how much I enjoyed the uh, that neck and middle position on a strat for clean tones. Oh yeah, it's just magical. You
3: know, mm-hmm. That's my favorite strat positions. I don't own a strat right now, but if I did, I probably would never leave the middle position. Like, yeah. how how yeah. Are you not own a strat? Because I don't really like. I've said this before, and it doesn't really make any sense. But like, when I think of generic guitar, I think <laughs> of strat. Well, you yeah, know, like
0: you either think and, of a Telecaster, a Strat, or a Les Paul.
3: I think of a Strat, and so it's like it's always seemed like just kind of like you know, the grandpa's guitar of electric guitars in my head. Uh, and so it just has never really appealed to me. I've never, it's just not something that I've ever jonesed for. But I kind of want a super strat for some reason, probably because Fender made that reissue uh, the Japanese HM strat. And I saw it at Nam, and I was like, this is so, like kind of like the anti-strat. So I'm, I'm kind of into it, but I don't know. Yeah, strats have just never been that high on my list at all yeah
2: they never were for me either uh i think maybe it was just the fact that my very first guitar was a squire affinity strat and it just left a bad taste in my (laughs) mouth for so long because that that was right before squire started to get actually pretty decent right and uh you know this was like what was it 2000 when i got that guitar And, uh, and Squire's come a really, really long way, but the neck on that thing was just so skinny at the nut and I have pretty big, big hands, long fingers. And so I need, I need something to hold on to, And that Squire affinity just did not do it for me. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. The other thing is I, I just was thinking about why, why are you not such a strat guy? And I think it's because like all of my like guitar heroes growing up, none of them played strats it was always like Les Pauls mostly and oh, yeah. like that. So that's probably has something to do with it too. Offset guitars and Les Pauls were a little more common for the bands that I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm so yeah, out of my market here. right now. I, I own three strats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all my guitar heroes played strats growing up. So, well, not all of them, but you can't deny the John Mayer influence on my guitar playing like
3: yeah see I didn't like John Mayer until like more recently it was like within the last five years oh, I, so just never, I just never I never gave to Smith then well I never yeah just to give me that PRS uh I just never honestly it's my fault I never really gave him a fair shake I heard Daughters and I was like I don't like that song I'm not gonna listen to the rest of his music and that's what I did for a long time until tell somebody was like no no he's actually a really good guitar player and i checked out the rest of his stuff and then i was like oh okay i see what's going on <laughs> and yeah. he's funny i think he's funny so that helps too i've come around on the on the
0: john mayer i i i feel like this is such a victory on my show right now just hearing those <laughs> words
3: <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong he's still not somebody that i'm like putting on a regular basis you know that's that's not happening still but i appreciate it now
0: yeah he's become uh much more of a, like a pocket player too which is pretty cool like seeing kind of like a lot more groove in his songs now and stuff like that which then i don't know he, you've you now watched guitar players who want to emulate him start to adapt right. that stuff and as a result just really cool stuff is coming and coming about so you can't I don't know. I, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's fine. It's fine. I, I know we don't have the
2: cameras on, but I just imagined you staring off into the space with like dreamy eyes going yeah, on. exactly. No, actually, I, I hung there. my
0: head in shame, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah,
3: okay. This might be a fun <laughs> game. I don't know why I want to do this, but what <clears throat> what was the last thing that you listened to on whatever streaming you use?
0: Uh, Foles' most recent record. Okay. I can't remember the name of it, but it's part two. How about you, Cody?
3: Uh,
2: I was listening to uh, Architect's uh, album, Holy Hell,
3: uh, just a couple hours ago. I think you're a little more in my space than Sky. Yeah. Oh, I knew yeah. that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I I was listening to Gallows' uh, Grey Britain was the last thing I was listening to. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, my, my most... Recent three are Fools, Talking Heads, and Artists in the Ambulance in my search history. So, yeah, that's good. That's a good variety. Yeah,
2: Artists guess, in the Ambulance gets me in all of my feels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all so, of. Them. So the so the first time, the first time I ever heard Thrice was like uh, I think it was like 2003 when they uh, they were touring with Coheed and Cambria and Thursday. Ooh, and, nice. and, and and Thursday was touring on War all the time and I went for them and I had literally never listened to Thrice or Coheed so that was my first exposure to both oh, of
3: those nice. bands nice and
2: uh and Coheed opened and oh my gosh like that was that's one of the most memorable shows I've ever been to and and especially just like witnessing Claudio Sanchez for the first time where it looks like a guitar with hair yes <laughs> <laughs> with the microphone just sticking into a mess of hair like that, that was just an amazing experience so kind of changed my musical outlook forever so
3: yeah that would do it i'm See, a little yeah. bit jealous that's amazing See, yeah i, I was introduced to,
0: i was introduced to coheed by that one dude on my dorm floor who's been <laughs> living in the dorms for too many years <laughs> 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 so it's taken a long time to kind of get over that so he's also a Rush fan, I, I assume. Oh, uh, probably.
2: That was. I had that same experience, but with me without you, uh, where where I got into a couple of me without you songs, and then I met their fans in college, and they just irritated <laughs> me, and I've never liked me without you
3: since. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't really have any experiences like that because I'm not educated. I didn't go to college, so uh, I don't have any. <laughs> You have... might be better for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know. That's uh, kind of how I'm feeling with this whole coronavirus thing where it's like I, I've been through the everyone on the dorm floor has the flu at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I think of right now. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's really what college has prepared me for in the world. <laughs> everyone getting sick at the same time. I've said this
3: uh, to a couple of people on the Internet, and I, I actually wonder, obviously, there, they weren't testing for it at the time, but I wonder if I already had it. Because in December, I got super crazy sick with all of those symptoms. And so did the, the rest of my family. And my wife and I were both like, we've never been this sick before. Like, ever.
1: Hmm, it, was, yeah.
3: it, it was so crazy. But, like, we didn't think anything of it other than it was a really bad, bad flu. But now we're like, well, it has been here since that. You know, it, it was it was here during that right. time frame. We're like, did we have
0: this already? Well, you got a hint of Namthrax too, didn't you? I did, but that wasn't that was
3: just okay. a little bit of a scratchy throat for a couple of days. That wasn't that big of a deal. Hmm. But
2: yeah, you're. I think you're the at least the third or fourth person that I've heard say. I'm pretty sure I've already had this.
3: I, I'm uh, not. I'm not sure, but I, I definitely wonder because it was something else. It was. I mean, I was seeing monsters. I, I was fever and so bad. Yeah, it was not fun. It was. Oh. And, like, my wife was kind of teasing me about, like, oh, you have the man flu, and then she got it, and she's like, oh, no, this is something. <laughs> this is something what else. Did- I'm like, I told you, this is the worst thing I've ever had. What, what did the monsters look like that you saw? Um, they were various shapes. They were uh, They were, like, kind of, like, distorted black things. And it wasn't like I was having sleep paralysis because I could move.
2: <laughs> so, so it wasn't. It wasn't like the ghost of Jeffrey Epstein or anything like that. It was <laughs> no, 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 no. That would have that would have been a better story. You No, it was just that. like these distorted, like
0: <laughs> wow, this know, went to a place I did not expect it to go.
3: <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> the ghost of Jeffrey Epstein. Man, I thought we, I thought we get off topic, man. <laughs> bring you guys on board oh, <laughs> oh hey man
3: i talk on the internet so much i don't even know what i'd say half the time
0: you and me both oh it's crazy well then why There's... don't i pass the mic back to you blake what's new with you in your gear world oh let's see what is new with me in the gear world mm,
3: trying to think what was the last thing I've Been. it's been a little bit quiet over here as well at least for me um I can ha- I can't remember what the last thing I picked up was, but I can tell you that I can't stop eyeballing various orange rocker verbs. Uh I've always wanted a rocker verb and I've never had one. So I keep looking and thinking about making bad decisions, but I'm trying to resist. <laughs> trying to resist cuz I really don't need one, but I want one. So, that's kind of that's kind of the newest gear thing. Well, I guess this is sort of gear related. Uh I just took a job. It's a uh, Con, kind of in conjunction with what I'm doing, but like over at Stringjoy doing uh, artist stuff. So that's kind of oh. cool. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. It just kind of like I talk to Scott like all the time. Uh, we, I, you know, we work closely on a variety of things. And uh, he, we were talking one day and he's like, "Ah, oh, this this guy is just not working out. And so he's, their, their other artist guy is gone. And I was like, you know, I think I could do this like alongside the rest of the stuff I do. Cause a lot of it kind of complements each other because I'm like trying to talk to artists anyway for the podcast, you know, and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, that's that happened the day before the tornado went through Nashville. Oh, shoot. so fortunately they didn't get hit, but it was like a weird uh, coincidence, I guess. But yeah, so that's a, a, another hat that I'm wearing. So that's probably the newest thing that I can talk about. Nice.
0: Now, I I have to ask you, since you're on the Stringjoy side, sorry, Cody, this is going to our other sponsor, and it's not that normal week. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I always forget. I haven't tried the Broadways yet. Oh, dude. Talk to me.
3: Oh, man. You got to try the Broadways. Uh, So check these things out. Like, I got to be an early tester on those. So Mm -hmm. do you know the story? Do we want to tell the story? There's kind of a story there. Um, Basically... Scott, or his original idea was to make, like, a vintage reissue set of strings. Like, go back to the formulas and specs of, like, the original ones that Fender was putting out back in the day and things Mm -hmm. like that. And he bought up a bunch of original, you know, vintage strings and measured them and replicated those sets. And uh, they're not very good, as it turns (laughs) out. (laughs) Like, they're really not. Like... It's like, oh, this is why people were, you know, stringing things up with, you know, banjo strings. And that's why players started tweaking them in the first place. They just, and he sent me a set of them. I'm like, you're right. These are kind of bad. Like, they don't sound very good. They don't feel very good. They're kind of imbalanced. And it just wasn't, they weren't good. So he went kind of back to the drawing board using those same materials, uh, which is a round core and a pure nickel wrap. And just kind of tweaked them more to what he thought they should be spec wise cuz like what makes a string different strings sound different is not just the materials but also the, the core to cover ratios and how they're constructed and so like you get a Ernie Ball 48 or a Stringjoy 48 they're going to be actually constructed differently and they're going to feel mid- very
0: different yeah so yeah. that
3: it's just a it's just kind of a you know it's just everyone has their own recipe and so he tweaked the recipe around and basically the the Broadways have almost twice as much uh, pure nickel on them because he uses a slightly thinner core and then over compresses it when he wraps it. Yeah. Not over compresses, but uses extra compression. Um, so there, there's a lot more uh, mass to them than typical pure nickel strings. So I have still have the original set that I that he sent me um, on my Roni, and I have no reason to change them yet. They're so old. <laughs>
0: S- yeah i'm running into that problem too
3: <laughs> i'm like i'm on like i know i'm like i just took a job there and i'm very biased because scott's a really good pal of mine but i think the broadways are like the best strings i've ever played for an electric guitar so so, so what, what kind of
2: what kind of dynamics you know compared to the i guess you could say quote-unquote traditional or at least what we're used to in terms of, of guitar strings like what kind of dynamics do they get
3: well, so these these are, you know, as dynamically, I would say they're probably about the same. You know, they're spawned basically the same. Sure. But the frequency range is definitely a little bit warmer, a little bit mellower than gotcha. say, the signatures. Um, so there's that. There aren't as many options in the Broadways as there are the signatures because of the way they're made. Like you, yeah. like, you You can't get, like, you can get down to a 20 in the normal ones, but you can only go as low as a 22 wrap um on the <laughs> broadways just because once you're compressing them that hard you start breaking core wires so it's right that's, right. that's, a, that's a, a 22 is still pretty fine if you're like a wound g type of person um mm-hmm. but but the, so there's a there are some limitations with it just because of the the nature of it but you know there there's something available for just about anybody who uh, plays regular guitar <laughs> you know if you're not going crazy or being a gente boy, then you, you'll you be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, so we talked about this, I don't know, two weeks ago or whatever. I bought that PRSCE, and um, I just finally restrung it because I was like, and eh, I'm, I'm pulling cords sharp and all this kind of stuff, and I threw string joys on, and immediately I was like, oh, my word, it's louder. <laughs> 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 that was like the most pronounced thing, but now, as I was, we were kind of mentioning in there a little bit, the problem is now I got to do a setup on the TREM. Because it's right, it's a little more taut. So, you know, it it it's the pains of setting up to a new string. But you gotta do that for every brand. So it's not really
2: your uh, your your string change stories reminded me of when I first started playing, <laughs> and uh, and how I got into like experimenting with different strings you know Mm -hmm. i I already mentioned i had that squire strat and it was the squire strat pack it came with the fender bullet strings
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah. yeah. and i was just like oh yeah that's awesome you know i'm what 13 14 i don't know any better um (laughs) so i break a string i go into this place called vandenberg music here in south carolina and they were a music store up front, but in the back left corner they had a paintball shop. Um but but the I guitar teenage section. Heaven. Yeah, right. But <laughs> but the guitar section, like they had some really cool stuff for, you know, Greer, South Carolina, especially eighteen years ago. Like they had Mesa Boogie, they had PRS, uh like they had some really quality stuff and the guy the guy working I, I think he was the owner, um, but like just sounded like the typical glam metal guy somehow in South Carolina I don't know how that works and hmm. so I go in and, you know 13 and impressionable in terms of guitar and I asked for fender strings. he goes fender fender freaking sucks man you want some Ernie Ball and so I was like oh, I guess I'm gonna have Ernie Ball strings then. <laughs> you know? and uh that was that was always just that's always just a fun memory of the glam metal guy who obviously had not been in a glam metal band for at least 20 years <laughs> I, <laughs> would, I, that, I wouldn't that doubt that yet <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet they got a garage somewhere where they're still doing it
2: yeah oh, I wouldn't yeah. be
3: surprised definitely oh man that's the thing you, like, you go to Nam and it's like you see these the, like the LA musicians oh, and you're like God. you're like and I'm not saying everyone but you, like, I'm talking about this LA scene guys that like 1988 yeah. never, never did stop for them Mm -hmm. And it's like, and I'm like, you don't see that anywhere else in the world. I don't, I don't think. I've never seen those people exist any like, or definitely not in Portland. Um,
0: No, and the most amazing part is every single one has their wife with them. Yes, who's just like beaming (laughs) at them, like he's the coolest person on earth. (laughs) (laughs) It amazes me.
3: And Uh, then, then they have that uh, whole—I can't remember what the brand is—but there's that entire booth that is just dedicated to their clothing, and I'm like. What I'm so
0: confused by this this existence of this culture. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, <laughs> you just get those subcultures that exist in a city. Like there's like a strip of bars or whatever where that scene exists. Maybe
2: it, it, it's like the musical version of of guys who still wear their Letterman jackets when they're 50.
3: I that, I'm, that almost seems more acceptable somehow. I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, you, yeah, you might it. be right. <laughs> It's just it's a bizarre thing that I I didn't know existed until I went to Nam. I was like, okay, these guys all belong in Motley Crue. Apparently, I don't know.
0: Mm, the people <laughs> or watching. they
3: did. Oh. <laughs> yeah, or thought they did. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. And hey, no. I'm not hating either. Like, if they're happy with what they're doing, that is more power to them. I'm just saying I don't really understand it. That's all. Right. I'm
0: saying. Well, right. I mean, and then there's the flip side, the summer Nam. You get the plastic cowboys coming out of nowhere too. And right. Like, how do these people exist too? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and then I realized, like, it's kind of funny because now I, you know, I had my old jobs. I always had. I was always wearing coveralls and like various things like that, hard hats and all that stuff. And then I went to like this safety drill, and the there was a woman that I worked with that uh, I worked pretty closely with at the time, and I was just wearing my regular, like, you know flannel and jeans type of thing that i usually wear and she was like blake you don't look like yourself and i was like what are you talking about? this is what i look like i don't look like myself at work <laughs> like such a bizarre <laughs> such a bizarre thing i don't know
0: if uh if you ever come to chicago i will show you our hipsters who act like they're who dress like that ironically with all their car hearts and flannels and all that kind of thing that's like in fashion now it's weird I've noticed the Carhartt has like gotten cool and I'm like,
3: that's what I wore when I was rolling around in diesel. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't really understand this, but you know, Hey, whatever. Well, I, I guess my what's new ties into this since we're talking about fashion. I, uh, a friend of mine convinced me to buy a jean jacket and I finally got it. So I'm twice as good at guitar as I used to be. Immediately, immediately, you throw it on. It. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on tour with a praise and worship guitar band uh, pretty soon. Here, <laughs> is, that, is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I gotta go. I gotta buy some skinnier jeans, and then I'm there. I already have you the all, haircut, so you don't quite have the haircut. It you don't
3: quite look, have it. Yeah, it
0: needs to look
2: more like an alpaca.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I just need to not put as much product in it, so it gets all curly, and then I'll be there. You it. go. Yep.
2: There you go.
0: No, but in uh, real gear news, uh, I just picked up a Kemper, and so um, that's arriving tomorrow. I got to go.
3: I have to go. That <laughs> can't be on part of this anymore. And, um,
0: <laughs> it's coming from Portland, so, I mean, there's that. Oh, get I, it out of here. I, I removed a Kemper from your neighborhood. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's not a bad time to be trapped inside for three weeks um, with 8,000 guitar amps being delivered to me. So, this see is if true. I like any of it. I
3: I've played the Kemper a couple times and I you know they do a good job they do I I yeah. hate on it but like that's just me being a jerk they they did a good job with it there's a reason why people like it
0: yeah I I mean I already have like I already have the vintage Fender and I already have the handwired Vox so it's I'm I'm in a state where I'm like ah, am I really going to give up my amps but we'll see nah. we'll see
1: nah (laughs) i don't have to move them they just
0: live at church so whatever there you go perfect (laughs) well let's dive into some gear news then um first thing that just got announced today on monday and it's kind of catching us all by surprise is cat is it caitlin bread or catlin bread it's i've always said Catlin bread okay Catlin bread has announced new ownership which is a very rare thing when you see brands sold in this in the guitar market which is ironic because yeah. I'm talking to one of the people that I can think of <laughs> that bought one, yeah. but the required one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah. This is interesting. I do you have the article in front of you? I'm trying to remember the guys' names. Um, they're two I, studio owners out of your neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Calenbread is local to me, and it's it's kind of weird. I I am almost a hundred percent sure that um. These guys, why can't this link work for me? Please work. Um, Kyle Sears and
0: Brandon Rush.
3: Yes. So the I don't know this for sure because I I've never had any contact with anyone at Catlin Bread, uh, which is kind of weird considering mm. I know where their shop is. Um, but they uh, those those names sound so familiar to me, like. Like maybe they were employees there, or I've heard their name through the grapevine before. I don't know why their names sound so so familiar. Like I'm almost positive I've heard of these guys before, but I don't know all of their details or what they you know do or know about effects. So I don't know. This should be cool though, because Callen Bread's been in a in a bit of a dire straits for a while. Uh, not dire straits. That's probably not the right word. They've been in a, a weird limbo since Nick died. Mm-hmm. Um they were owned by Nick's mother who like inherited the company from him and she's just really not uh I don't know her I never met her but I have heard she just really doesn't she, this isn't her world you know she was right. kind of throw, thrown into the fire with it and uh you know was doing her best to try to keep kind of Nick's legacy alive and but when you're not from this 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 weird niche that we're in it's kind of hard like it's hard to know what what to do so hopefully these guys have a, a better grasp on that and they can drive that brand the way it needs driven right.
2: yeah for sure i mean you're you're exactly right about this being a, a niche and when you're when you're dealing with musicians you know dealing with more creative types in general um if if you're not used to that it's gonna be at least culture shock oh
3: definitely <laughs> At the very yeah. least. Like, what do you mean we can just paint it a different color and people will be wanting to try it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Please don't ruin my business model.
0: <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, worry. the green one sounds better because it has more mids.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not immune to it. You know when they did all those blacked-out pedals uh, with that Reverb did over Black Friday? I was like, I already have some of those, but I really like the black one
2: yeah, like, yeah. Or, or when you see like white out or pink or what have you like people people eat that up and yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not complaining about that
3: yeah no i'm it's i'm not immune to it at all i'm like oh yeah the different color ones that's cool i mean I, one of my, the mods in my facebook group jim he owns every version that he could think of of the walrus iron horse uh that, that has special graphics he doesn't have the regular one but he has all the different graphic versions of it oh <laughs> just,
0: I, I at one like point owned things. three walrus julius because i was trying to track down a special edition one and i somehow made money in all that but <laughs> that worked a, out. a
2: rare feat in the guitar gear game
0: and uh, i don't i mean we we can be honest <laughs> i i <laughs> I am that guy that you complain about their first offer on Reverb, so. (laughs) I don't complain, I just hit decline. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, that's fine. No, it's about about taking the right moment to buy things sometimes and, you know, there are deals to be had as long as you have cash and you're willing to wait, so.
2: That's very true.
0: That's how I got a Drip Edge Fender for 700 bucks. Ooh. you know yeah <laughs> Guy had to works. make his mortgage payment yeah that makes sense i had yeah. to be there by i had to be there before 4 30 with the cash that's all i had to do
3: you
0: know mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, that, that works out so going back to the topic a little bit um they they mentioned that so there's still some stuff in the pipeline like at nam they showed off a, a new fuzz if i remember right so that all those things seem to still be on pace, according to what they're what they're saying here.
3: Yeah, and everybody like at least from uh, the the scuttlebutt that I've heard through the gear forums and whatever, people seem to be like the big question is like is Howard Gee gonna come back to the company? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because I know that like they're, that he left and then he was going to start his own thing. Catlin Red actually, and this is public knowledge. We're not like. I'm not divulging anything. Catlin Brett actually filed a lawsuit against some of their employees, including him. Um, I don't know what ended up happening there, but like that's been the question for everybody. It's like, is Howard coming back? Because he was like the main, one of the main designers of mm-hmm. a lot of their stuff. So, i I would kind of ha- have a hard time imagining he would come back to the company that tried
0: to sue him, even if it is h- have new owners. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I so I have I have things like that with like the last company I just left realistically in two or three years I still might buy them so (laughs) because I want my product back I want what I built back you know like so there's that thing that's like tied to what you create right um and you know while I was like looking at the price of that company and said no that's way too much money it's not worth it I'm just going to go start my own and you know i i miss some of the products i built and some of the the efficiencies i built while i was there for six years so i mean there is just sort of that thing of like you could see i am actually surprised he didn't buy the company uh i don't know that he had the money <laughs> so i don't know what I his mean, financial or him, him being a partner in a whatever you know that would right. be an interesting thing
2: you know and it could be it could be that uh these new owners and you know, obviously, this is all just speculation. Like maybe, maybe they just want to go in a different direction altogether. Uh, maybe, maybe they don't bring it back,
3: yeah, that's possible. That's definitely possible. I mean, things have changed a lot since he was there, as far as the industry goes, too. So mm-hmm. yeah. who knows? It'll be really interesting to see what they do and how they kind of handle things because Nick was always very like, uh, very, you know how you know how this industry is. Everyone's pretty open and chill. He was very guarded with stuff, mm-hmm. especially compared to like his contemporaries. Um, you know, it's just kind of a—he was always very closed off. He wasn't—he wasn't the guy to like go. He didn't, you know, didn't like to go to shows and things like that. Whereas for a lot of, of other business owners, they kind of enjoy that part of it. And he—he he did not seem to be, from what I gather. Again, this is all just what I've heard. I don't—I never got to meet him. The closest we got was uh, somebody took a picture of me. And some friends at the EQD bowling thing uh, at Nam, and he was in the background. That's the closest we ever got to each other. So <laughs> he kind of like he he passed away unfortunately. Like as I was like finally starting to actually get some you know traction in the in this industry, so it was like a weird timing thing.
0: Yeah, he really. I mean, 2015 was kind of the the boutique boom, or or at least when it was kind of like realized. You know, like, yeah. Like it, it's been going on, but that—that's when it felt like it had like momentum behind it. It felt like it was, uh it was established
3: as an actual thing instead yeah. of a bunch of people in garages. You know, yeah. like it still is a lot of people in garages. I'm not saying that's bad, but it's like it, it seems. <laughs> yeah, it,
2: you're, you're talking to one of them. <laughs> oh, okay, see, there you go. <laughs> but it seems. Well...
3: It seems like it gained some like legitimacy in the eyes of uh, the market and that you're just your general player yeah 2015
2: was was when i started building in the first place you know you're you're definitely
3: dead on with that it's when i started podcasting
0: (laughs) how about that weird i might have joined a facebook group around that time (laughs) Um, i don't i don't build things that are cool i i build one of them and don't share it with anybody Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh So, that, that reminds I know, me, Cody, I know I you a circuit board, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, what do you mean you build things and don't share them with anybody? Oh, I mean, I just, I
0: build my one-off things. I, like, like what things? Oh, I mean, I, I just finished that splitter that I've been working on. Oh, uh, okay. Like, and like, I don't know, like, Leon helped me out with it, and Daniel Shields helped me out with it, and, you know, a few other people. So, like, it was just kind of this, like, me peppering sort of the, the DIY builder's of like, hey, how do you do this? Hey, how do you do this? And <laughs> me pretending like that minor in electrical engineering that I got means anything. Because uh, <laughs> you forget a lot of that uh, real quick. Um, yeah, so uh, like I, I build pedals, but I build them for me or for people at my church. I don't, I I mean, I don't have any desire to quit my day job and build pedals because I right. really love what I do as my day job. And there's more financial security in building a consulting company than building a, a commodity company. So
3: anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why I'm trying to build a commodity company. Oh, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> that is a great idea. That's why you're getting into comic books.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do man, I, I don't know if we want to talk about that or not, but I'm, I really hope that can, can be a bigger part of my day to day Cause I really enjoyed that process a lot. <laughs>
0: Well, well anyway. Let's move let's just keep moving here. Um this was announced at NAM, but they are doing sort of the formal rounds right now of the Fender Broadcaster seventieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. I know now, Blake, I know when I say telecasters, that that stands some hair up on your arm, so yeah i i do i do like the teles so (laughs) so when we start talking if you don't like telecasters, something's
2: wrong with you i mean that's that's (laughs) a scientific fact right
0: man we need to end this podcast early (laughs) 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 i i have never liked telecasters and i my titan has converted me but i've just never clicked with a telecaster until having it in something that was not a telecaster (laughs) <laughs> yeah
3: the uh the broadcaster is interesting is this so I, I mean i'm pulling this up right now is this the one that has the is this the no caster or is this no the this broad- is a broadcaster okay gotcha
0: this so is interesting they, they must have worked out some deal with Gretsch, which you know they're at least chummy with at this point so right They can actually call it a broadcaster yeah, I, I don't mean, actually know that history as well as I
3: should. I should know that a little better.
0: Oh, simply Gretch had the the trademark on it, so they had to change. They got a CC to 60, and mm-hmm. then they took the broadcaster name off of it while they came up with a real name. Um, and so that, that was the no caster era was after that because they had no name on them. Um, right. And right, then right. they became the Telecaster.
3: And this was 1950, what, two-ish, somewhere in there? uh oh yeah no the broadcaster 50, right? was ni- 1950 okay yeah,
0: 70 <laughs> we'll see <laughs> yeah.
3: i got so many ads on this site it's hard to it's hard to read
0: <laughs> did you dude get an ad blocker what i'm on my oh. phone <laughs> okay <laughs> you don't have an ad blocker on your phone no i don't all right well i'll I'll text you later how to do okay that. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, I mean, starting at two grand for the intro, which is probably closer to build quality to like an American standard before going custom shop, uh, offered in a faded. And then, so they have NOS, Time Capsule, Journeyman Relic, Relic, and Heavy Relic options for whatever you want to uh, have your guitar distressed before it arrives to you. Um, one piece neck which is kind of unique. I'm trying to think what really sets this apart from a, a, a modern Telecaster.
3: I like that this, so I didn't, I'm learning about this as I'm reading. So the reissue comes like with standard telewiring, wiring, mm-hmm. but then it also has an optional broadcaster wiring kit, which uh, can be installed to replicate the pickup blend circuit used in the originals. I did not know that they had different electronics. So I oh. will have to research on that.
0: I wonder if it was kind of like wired like a like a how a like a jazz bass is.
3: Oh right, maybe that would make some sense.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I, uh,
0: so it makes me wonder when they say a, a replacement wiring kit. Do you think they brought back the uh, personality cards of the old uh, <laughs> Plus series where
3: you just plug them in? I don't know, yeah, because most people aren't going to be wanting to... Well, it probably is just a plug-in thing. Like, most people aren't going to be... They're n- they're not going to want to encourage people to bust out soldering irons on their $2,000 guitar. That seems like a liability for somebody like Fender.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I'm curious what they did. Because they're not big into, uh, like, the quick connect kind of things the way Gibson were for a while there. So
3: I feel like that's the only way that they
0: would that
3: somebody like fender would do that though yeah you'd have to make it modular
0: oh well it's cool i like it i'm into it well speaking of it's cool i like it i'm into it and fender there's another rumor mill flowing out there i actually there's a proper video now for the custom shop showing off the marauder dream factory model oh yeah that thing was sweet I forgot about that thing. It kind of—it oh, kind of slipped out at a weird point in the week where people noticed it, but it didn't really do the rounds of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a guy who has a weakness for offsets, this thing has and gold foils and mm-hmm. bound necks and block inlays and delay pedals built into guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, it's I, so beautiful. I have a, I have a hard itch for a built, and at the same time, this is even more in that direction. And I love everything I'm seeing on this. The only thing I think I would like
3: if make or it would make me like this better is if it was a baritone. Then oh. it would be per, it would be perfect. Oh, it could be. It could be, but it's not.
1: Just,
3: Man, it's so cool though. Such a cool guitar.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, first off. The the biggest thing I notice on it is the bridge and uh, vibratos is quite different than anything you see out there right now.
3: Yeah, it's like a it's like a sort of like a jazzmaster vibrato, but
0: obviously not exactly the same. A very different mounting plate kind yes. of configuration. I I wonder if this catches on because it has very much a uh, kind of like the more of like a Japanese of that era kind of vibe. Definitely. Like, the, definitely. Like I, I, I would have thought this was a Tysco if you didn't show me the, the headstock.
3: I, you know, the, it's so weird. Cause those <laughs> Japanese guitars are so cool looking, but you know, I've only played like three ever that were actually decent guitars. I know there's, I know that they can be, um, it's just surprising to me that this guitar kind of didn't take off back in the sixties, like at all. It, I don't know. I guess times have changed a lot and offsets are quote
0: unquote cool now,
3: but it just, this one is so attractive to me. I'm surprised that, that it ever was abandoned.
0: Yeah. I think it's just, you know, wrong time. I mean, it, it <laughs> we, the jazz master is by many means a failure in its own right from not being what it was intended to be and then having like alternate alternative culture kind of embrace it because hey it's cheap it's accessible and it's whatever you know so yeah it it's it's interesting how these things happen where now all of us want jazz masters more than we want a vintage strat but at the time they couldn't give them away
3: it's it's kind of bizarre especially like i know like you know, it's very fashionable to have a jazz master these days, but like I think back to I was in Nashville a couple of years ago at Grunes and I played a 1963 blonde jazz master, and it's still one of the best guitars I've ever played. And if I would have had eight thousand dollars, you know, laying around, I would have. Taking it home, I mean, you uh, might as well buy two at that price. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. <laughs> uh, my, my dad was with me. He's like, well, "Why don't you just buy it?" I'm like, "It's eight thousand dollars, Dad." He's like, "Well, you you should just buy it." I'm like, "I don't have eight thousand dollars to spend on a guitar." Like, eight thousand yeah. dollars
0: looks a lot different when you're thirty versus when you're sixty. That's <laughs> true.
3: <laughs> but I'm like, well, "Dad, you've never spent." you know, more than two grand on a guitar. What are you are be sitting here trying to tell me to spend eight grand on this thing? <laughs> but it was, I still think about it like all the time. I'm like that thing was just incredible. And I wonder how a guitar like that, you know, the, is that good. I know they weren't all like that, but could be such a flop. Cause it's still like, like I said, the best guitar I've ever played, but you would think that a player would pick up something that was that good and just like buy it, especially if it was, you know, regular guitar
0: prices. I don't know. Which is also interesting cuz you're not a mastery bridge guy necessarily. Um you've got I, stock ones on your car mine, right? I got stock
3: ones on my car mine, but no, I am definitely a mastery bridge guy. Uh <laughs> that's what's on my Roni Oceana and I I think it's like awesome. I got the stock one on the Carmine Street one because I didn't I've never spent any time with one and I wanted to see what it was all about. And now that I have, I will probably be putting a mastery on it at some point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was my experience of, uh, I bought my jazz master and within a week I had a mastery bridge ordered. The vintage one
3: was much better though than, than this one. I Hmm. will, I do have to say that it was, it was much more
0: solid. Well, they used to, they used to build them more like, with like a Gibson kind of neck angle. So you actually had some tension on the thing. Yeah. And then, uh, when they started building more like a telecaster where it's just flat, that's when all the bridge problems start with those things. So yeah, that makes sense. But and yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm sure I'm gonna someone's be... going to correct me in the group about in my history <laughs> of jazz masters, but so well, and it. then if,
3: if you listen to, you know, Mike Adams, he, he has some recipes for making the thing work. And so I might actually try that first. Cause right now I do not have heavy enough strings on it. I don't know what's on it, but I'm pretty sure they're not 11s. Hmm. They feel a little bit floppy um, 10 so and I'm a half put, are the sweet spot with that guitar I do love me some 10 and a half that is what is on literally everything else except for my baritone and stuff but oh. yeah 10 and a half uh, wound uh, 20 wound and I. the only other thing I do is I put a 58 on the very bottom because I drop D a lot so
0: yeah anyway You definitely work for a string company, Blake. (laughs) (laughs) I got options. I'm going to take advantage. (laughs) Well, let's dive in a little bit to the topic, which we don't really have a set. Normally, we kind of ask like a question of Mm -hmm. something. I I think really the kind of topic we have right now is uh, today's Monday the 16th in quarantine life is really kind of kicking in for a lot of us Um, and trying to kind of understand like the world in terms of uh staying in more and not going to shows and those kind of things so what's that kind of look like for you guys and where do you think at least kind of like your guitar and music journeys are going to be kind of affected by all this for the foreseeable future
3: why don't you go cody because i've been talking a lot
2: (laughs) fair enough i mean thankfully uh my commute is across my house so uh it's not really affecting anything in terms of productivity and all that kind of thing the you know the the main thing it's going to impact is church scheduling and uh like i coach i'm an assistant baseball coach at my old private christian high school and you know we we had our next two weeks of games wiped out uh so that's not happening right now which kind of sucks um but in terms of in terms of just like business hours really not much is changing thankfully uh, so I'm not going to complain too hard other than the fact that, you know, major league baseball's opening day isn't going to be until mid May at the earliest now. And that really just pissed me off <laughs> when I saw that news. I was not happy.
0: Yeah. If there's one sport where you give people six feet of room, it's baseball. So <laughs> that's,
2: that's <laughs> true. But like opening opening day is like a, it's a holiday for me. And, uh, you know instead of it being two weeks away now it's closer to two months away and it's just like ah crap now what do i do, do I, I guess i just have to go get the video game and pretend
0: or even better can you imagine baseball season going into like november
2: yeah I, that that actually uh happened uh in 2001 when they pushed everything back with 9 11. oh yeah and uh and you know they you know, for a day and a half, Derek Jeter became Mr. November, but then the Diamondbacks beat him in that world series. And I was happy because I'm always happy to see the Yankees lose, but uh, <laughs> cause I'm, I'm a Braves fan, lifelong Braves fan. So grew up watching, you know, Chipper and uh, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavine, John Smoltz and those teams in the nineties that were always incredible and only got me one world championship out of it. But, you know, other, other, other than the baseball and, and the church stuff, uh, most, most, is kind of normal um it's just at the same time like being mindful if i have to go run an errand and you know not to uh lick any doorknobs or anything
0: now have you done the uh the grocery store trip yet that everyone's we, doing
2: yeah we actually did a costco run uh what was that saturday and you know we we saw pictures from that same costco of just like insane line weights like 30 minute long lines at costco um but we had no issues like we were already stocked up on toilet paper anyway because we get our toilet paper from costco um but they were they were out of that uh, but everything else was actually relatively chill maybe everybody got their freak out done on friday and we were spared that uh but oh, it really wasn't all that bad
0: you're you're lucky because we uh that's what i hear yeah yeah i went on sunday uh and because uh I, here in chicago in illinois we shut down all the restaurants for right dine-in and that that got me thinking all right we're probably 30 more contagious people away from restaurants being shut down completely which means yeah. I need to actually cook for myself because I'm one of those kind of people uh, <laughs> that just eats out a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, that's been a my uh, tonight was my first of the the two hundred dollars of groceries that I panic bought because I was like so rational, so rational, and then I walked into a, a store and saw like uh, an aisle that I saw the toilet paper aisle, and I was like, uh oh, like it just affects you, and right. like. i just immediately went into like well i get all this kind of stuff mode and so the big thing we're out of is so obviously those kind of goods and then like the meat aisle was like blown out all except for shrimp so i guess i'm gonna be eating a lot of shrimp for the next couple weeks
2: i can get down with some shrimp i mean
0: shrimp's good so yeah so you're gonna see a lot of recipes like that and uh a lot of what i call adult ramen noodles which is like those nor uh rice packet with mix um flavor mixes i'm basically going to be living off that for a while <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah our uh our kind of strategy right now is you know we we did you know get some fresh stuff um and so we're gonna we're gonna you know stretch that out and if stuff really hits the fan i don't think it will but just in terms of preparation we do have some frozen you know meals and whatnot that you know you just nuke them and you're good um you know so we'll have those kind of uh not on the back burner because they're frozen that's really not the right way to say that is it <laughs> um, <laughs> but you you get what i mean is is they're there if we need them or even if we don't need them and stuff doesn't hit the fan as hard as the cdc says it will
0: yeah we'll see i mean i don't like you you like were late because you went to the grocery store well <laughs>
3: so yeah uh <laughs> as far as like prepping stuff um you know, I actually got a little bit ahead of the curve. A, I in the same boat as Cody with the toilet paper, we already were loaded with that because we get it at Costco. Um, so I didn't need any of that. And But I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I was kind of watching it maybe two weeks ago, and I was like, I don't really know what's going to happen. So I went to uh, Cash and Carry, and we loaded up on like 60 pounds of meat. Um, nice! And so I've got uh, lots of meat in my freezer ready to you know i'm not gonna tear into it if i don't have to um right away you know it's kind of just sitting there just kind of wait and see what happens type of thing but yeah i've got all kinds i got pork loin i got a, a huge oh, side oh, of beef oh. i got all kinds of stuff uh in there just some grass-fed uh, ground beef and yeah i'm and normally i have a we go in together with my family and we get like a a, a cow we'll get like split it like three ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but our okay. normal source for that d- did not do that this year. And we were waiting for somebody else to, uh, excuse me, tell us that their cow is ready. So normally I do have a lot of meat on hand, but in this case I did not. So I went and acquired some. Um, Cause I know I can live off of just that. If I have to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I being told that living off a, uh, 60 pounds of meat stored away and staying home and grilling seems kind of like your ideal thing from what I know about you. Yeah, that wouldn't, I mean, I'm not that upset about it, to be
3: honest. <laughs> that does not sound like the worst
2: situation <laughs> that I could think of.
3: Well, as far as like the biggest thing that honestly, my life is changed very, very little. Um, I went to the store today because we were going to make some box for St. Paddy's day tomorrow and we didn't have any potatoes. And the first store I went to didn't have any potatoes either. And then so I had to go to the second store, which did have potatoes, but it also had a massive line that I was not expecting because there was no line at the first store. I was really surprised. It's um, it's
0: really all over the place right now.
3: Yeah, the stores were very inconsistent. Um, I would have expected the first store I went to, which was... Uh, basically a super Kroger. It's it's called Fred Meyer. It's a local Pacific Northwest thing, but it's a Kroger at the end of the day. I was expecting that to be bonkers, and I was in and out of there super fast. And I went to Winco, and uh, yeah, huge line. But they were the only place that had potatoes, so I'm not gonna let the COVID stop me from celebrating my St. Patty's Day traditions. I want to have my tea.
0: <laughs> I they had tons of corned beef when I was there yesterday too. I almost was like maybe I should try that. But, I got, I'm prepared with that too. My mom made some, so
3: nice. we're um But, but so, like as far as my day to day like mm-hmm. musical stuff, I mean it's literally exactly the same as what I would normally do. Uh, I'm, I'm much like Cody. I'm lucky to get to work at home, and so my my uh, commute is walking out to the shred shed. So it's, there's not really, not no, nothing's really changing that much for me either. Other than I can't go to the gym, and that makes me mad because I, <laughs> I I have to go there to blow off blow off the cobwebs, and I can't do that, and that is that is not not cool. So
0: I'll send you one of my prison workouts. <laughs> okay. Why do you have prison workouts? Uh, well, it's more over. It's you don't want to know uh no it's because i travel a lot for work so i'm in hotels and sometimes the hotel doesn't have a gym so i need a workout Ah. that i can do on the road Uh, yeah
3: yeah i definitely have some stuff i i got a punching bag and a few things here but i i don't know i like to i like to like grind myself into a pulp and i i don't know if i'll be able to do that in the way that i'm accustomed to
0: just just do 40 squats and you'll be like i'm good Uh, i'm done working out 40 yep that's not enough uh i don't know you i do do uh i'll, I'll send you my thing it's it's, okay. it's a circuit <laughs> so like you're running in place doing like push-ups running in place squats run in place jumping jacks mm, gotcha, gotcha gotcha this is more cardio focused uh yeah but if you do 40 air squats in a row you hurt your muscles die out uh, yeah. uh, i guess <laughs> I mean you like, guys are probably used to doing like squats where you load up 100 pounds and or how whatever you want to squat but uh and you do a, you do a set of 10. You don't do a set of 40.
3: I I mean I do 30 on a regular basis just oh. cuz I'm 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 a, I'm I'm I uh like Brian Brian Wampler's the same way we were talking about it today and he was trying to figure out um why his wife cuz his gym's are shut down too. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to figure out why his wife was so insistent that he go get a weight set. Um, and he finally figured it out. And he said his wife texted him like, you need to go get one because if you can't work out for two weeks, you're going to be intolerable to live with. <laughs> and, uh, and that is very much how I am, too. <laughs> so
0: I'm so just, looking forward to watching Brian's YouTube videos where there's like mm-hmm. dumbbells sitting in the background on top of that because now he's just in that shed all day hmm
3: just, just going
0: for it. I just, I don't know. It's a mental thing for me anymore. Like,
3: I, I just get super... I'm very social. I really like talking to people. Mm-hmm. But at the gym, I turn into a different person. I, like, put my headphones on, and I do not want to talk to
0: anyone. I'm there to kill things. <laughs> so, it's just... Yeah. It's my therapy, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of bummed because my gym has a Panera next door to it. So, my morning ritual is often, you know, do that, shower grab breakfast and then head to the office. I have an office that I do go to where I work at home. Uh, and like Panera just released eight bucks a month, unlimited coffee. Ooh, oh, that's uh, not bad. Right. And that's like, morning <laughs> workouts are hard to be motivated for. Oh yeah. You'll get free coffee now. Or basically, basically free coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of bummed that like, I have now paid for half a month's worth of free coffee and been able to cash in on it once. Cause I'm afraid to go to the gym so
3: yeah that's the thing i should say it's not that i can't go to the gym i just don't think it's probably the greatest idea
0: the place where we're sweating and huffing and and spitting and and, uh, yeah yeah exactly and not wiping down machines on a good day Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it just doesn't seem like the
3: best use of my time but you know i will say i feel like every problem that i've discussed is a is a first world problem so i really shouldn't complain
0: (laughs) well so let's let's put it another way we're seeing a bunch of industries shut down um i I, I was mentioning in illinois you can't dine in a restaurant anymore Mm -hmm. um and that's gonna i I know a bunch of people uh my friend works for a dentist they're closed for three weeks um we're gonna see a lot of that i'm just kind of curious in other parts of since we're musician focused we're seeing concerts being canceled now yeah Um, yeah um I'm just kind of curious where you sort of see things headed here, or at least what do you, part of me is looking for the silver lining on all this, which for me is like, oh, I just bought a camper and I'm going to be inside for two weeks. This is going to be fun. Uh, But in other parts of the world of where do you sort of see this being locked up for a while? Do you think there's going to be a burst of new creativity come June, July of new things out there in the world? Or do you think uh, it's just going to kind of be the world's on hold for a little bit?
3: I kind of think that it's just going to be, like, I, I think it's going to be the latter, unfortunately. I I mean, I I don't know that we're going to be shut I mean, this is just me, you know, thinking out loud. I really have no idea. But I think that this is all going to probably blow over relatively quickly, like we were discussing off the air. Um, It's going to feel like forever, but I, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's going to just, like, crush everything in the way that it seems like it's going to right now um i i don't know that we'll be uh i don't know that we'll be uh in in quarantine quote unquote for long enough for it to matter i guess is what i'm saying in the long term you know scheme of things i don't know could be wrong though
2: yeah the more the more i think about this it feels kind of like this decade's 911 almost uh obviously it's, it's not, obviously it's not like people trying to murder people right uh, you know it's 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 an inanimate virus uh but you know there there's going to be some kind of long term implications even if it's just increased awareness about washing your hands more often for the next couple of years you know mm-hmm. uh you know because everybody in the aftermath of of 911 it was it was everybody saying god bless america as loud as they could and you saw a lot more american flags out for the next few years um where you know you'll probably see a lot more hand sanitizer out for the next couple of years in, in the wake of this uh obvious obviously they're different but there's you know a few parallels here and there um you know the fact that it's such national news for so long uh you know in in our 24 7 news cycle it's you have something, you know, everybody's irritated about insert subject here for uh, a day and a half. And then what can we be irritated about next where there's there's more legitimate concerns being expressed with this, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, I mean, we've we've seen our share of Facebook activity already since all three of us live on Facebook pretty heavily. Uh, do you think what, I'll put it this way? gear groups are often prone to meltdowns um, <laughs> <You don't stay. laughs> yeah do we want does anyone want to do an over under and when they think it's going to happen and when it's going to be over <laughs> i don't i think the
2: odds for that are too uh they're way too good that vegas wouldn't put any kind of line on that
0: <laughs> and, and then gibson's like hold my beer
2: yeah yeah give give them give them a week they'll do something stupid
0: yeah of course
3: somebody has to at some point just that just the way are yeah welcome to the internet right Mm -hmm. totally but yeah cody i think you're right about i mean we've been you know we've been largely in a economic upswing for 11 years and everyone has been saying for a long time, like, when's this bubble gonna pop? And if you like paid attention to stocks and stuff or whatever, you know, even slightly, you could kind of tell like things are were, were tremendously overvalued. Like right. versus versus like the uh what they were, you know, paying out in a dividend or what their underlying looked like just across the board. Most there things were just overvalued. Of,
2: there was a whole lot of investor confidence.
3: Yeah. And and that and we've seen how uh, fragile that really is I mean it just popped overnight and it's right. done it before um, and it, you know all it took I mean the COVID is a big deal don't get me wrong but like it, it didn't take that much to really just let the air out of the balloon <laughs> and so I think we were due for that anyway I I did not expect it to come in the form that it did though um, so that is very interesting but I think the parallels to nine eleven, like what you're saying are is is an accurate statement and I do think it's going to have long-term effects, but I think they might actually be pretty positive. You know, I don't want to see anybody die. I'm not saying that. But, like, in the in the grand scheme of things, um, so I was reading some articles about, like, the different Asian countries' uh, response to this and how much better it was than our response because they had dealt with it just a few years prior with SARS, you know, re- relatively recently. So they, like they kind of knew what to do a lot of those places and they, they acted and they actually kept it out of their country in some cases. So, I can't remember which countries I w- they
0: were talking about in particular. South Korea um, versus China.
3: Yeah, yep. something
0: like that. Yeah, because um, I read that article too. Okay,
3: yeah, so I'm thinking, like, that That might be a net positive for the whole world to, like, know how to, you know, handle this. Like, what if this was an even more serious virus? Like, what if it, like, had a m- much higher mortality rate?
0: Well, I mean, this is near and dear to our hearts just because this was what my cousin was doing he was he was in obama's cabinet as had, dealing with the Ob- the ebola virus breakout mm-hmm. and that was one that largely stayed contained right and i mean there's factors in there that you talk about of like all right this started in in africa and you don't have the shipping logistics people uh, spreading the way like parts of china particularly manufacturing districts of china do Mm-hmm. And just I, that's really part of the reason why this spread so rapidly was where it started versus is, is a place that's just sending everything to everywhere. So, I mean, versus, you know, Ebola is a much worse virus, but it was able to stay contained partly just due to economic reasons.
3: Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, yeah, Wuhan, uh, What for a lot of people who don't know, a lot of pedal parts come from there
0: to <laughs> bring I it have, whole I, circle. That's where my circuit boards came from. Yep. But I'm waiting said, uh, on circuit boards from there <laughs>
3: right now. So. I get I get
2: parts out of uh Guangzhou and Shenzhen and uh or however you say that I probably just butchered that pronunciation. Uh but I had two or three different suppliers part- who had things either completely shut down or scaled back significantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that was that was really interesting to navigate because it's like, "Oh, crap, I need this part like now." <laughs> yeah. I got and and now I have to pay, you know, some, you know, secondhand retailer in the U.S. twice as much or three times as much for, it. you know, one time. It's not going to kill me. Uh, So, you know, I wasn't complaining about that, at least too hard. But at the same time, like, you know, when I'm used to buying a whole lot more of it, (laughs) now I'm having to go ahead and make another order. So, yeah, the, the economic thing is that's a good observation.
0: So, uh, Cody, just, or Blake, just from your guys' perspective, uh, there hasn't been a lot of the the NAM release pedals hitting the market very quickly. Uh, has this been part of the reason? I
3: don't really think so. I mean, I think it will be, it is now, but I don't think that, you know, if something was supposed to come out a month ago and it didn't, I don't think this is the reason, you know, um, I could be wrong about that, but I, I think it's, de- well, I know for a fact it's delaying things for me. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> I, I've, I've, I'm i waiting on a, like a eighth revision of this circuit uh to come back, you know, for boards to come back and uh, I can't really do anything until it gets here. So it's definitely holding me up uh, directly. So I'm, I know I'm not the only one.
2: Yeah. My, my holdups are, are pretty much done at this point. Um, You know, even even looking at the graphs, their their cases have plateaued so hard and they have so many more people recovering um, unless, you know, the government is just lying to us about, you know, with a massive cover up. But then I don't know, I won't won't get into conspiracy theories because I don't buy them. Um, (laughs) But uh, at the same time, like it it definitely affected me some, uh, but not for all that long. And really, as far as I can tell, it's back to normal. Um, so any of those, uh, pedals that were, that have been delayed, maybe a little bit. Uh, but I don't, I don't think so.
3: It does seem to be, I, I, I'm starting to think, you know, there are a lot of people who are like, is the gov, is the Chinese government lying? And they might be, I don't know. But based on like what contact I've had with some manufacturers over there, I don't think they are. I don't yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that it sounds like, you know, cause like we were just told two weeks and I was like, okay, that seems about right. You know, like yeah. yesterday we were told two weeks and I'm like, that seems about right with what they're telling us. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we can just move forward. I mean, with, with how fast China, relatively how fast China's recovered or starting to recover. That's why I'm, I'm like kind of optimistic about the whole situation. Right. Um, Again, I could be wrong, but that's just my theory.
0: Well, but three guys talking on a podcast—that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess look, the the one other thing I'll just ask here is uh, that your nine eleven comparison was dead on. Of the other side of that, I would add is we started looking at airplanes differently. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And so I guess I guess after this, are we going to look at concerts differently?
3: I mean. I'm not personally, I mean, but I've always known that like the type of shows I generally like to go to, I mean, there's mosh pits and I like to be in them. Uh, So I just kind of know, I kind of already know what uh, what you're getting into with that. Like there's a potential for getting sweat and stuff on you and you, you know, it's not the most sanitary of environments.
2: Your your nose is going to end up in someone's armpit at some point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, you guys have both met me. That does not happen. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yours it's your might wind pit. up in my armpit. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. there's a very good chance of that.
3: Mine will end up like more like your mid chest or maybe your belly button. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of my one of my big concerns is is people looking to uh, looking to the government to solve all their problems. Uh, and, you know, in this case where, you know, the, the government isn't going to solve the coronavirus, you know, it's it's they're not capable of it. It's a virus <laughs> um, where, you know, in the wake of 9-11, we ended up with, you know, increased TSA stuff and, you know, say say what you will about it. Uh, but it definitely affected us significantly. And then you even have things like the Patriot Act passed. And, uh, and that led to, you know, some of the NSA scandals from a few years ago and stuff like that. Um, so I would imagine there will be some controversy in the next year over it, whether it's, you know, divulging healthcare records to potential employers. And that's just off the top of my head. Um, mm-hmm. or, you know, there, I think I saw something where, uh, oh no, it's was actually in, in these show notes where, uh where there was a concert and temperatures were taken at the gate.
0: Uh, yeah. In to- Mexico city. That was a, uh, uh, guns N' roses. Right? And roses yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Where, where if, if that's guns N' roses or the venue saying that they're going to do that on with that stipulation, like I'm okay with it. I get uneasy when it's the government saying, Hey, you have to do this in order to do X, Y, Z right so and i'm not trying to get like overly political but um i just i don't i don't like being told what to do
0: (laughs) yeah we've we've seen how the world's reacted in the last two weeks to just being told to wash their hands yeah (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) i
2: mean i've made extra sure to pick my nose more often so which is a lie i I actually haven't
3: (laughs) Yeah, it is interesting because you know, obviously, like I think pretty much everyone, regardless of political ideology, can agree that the Patriot Act was pretty far, like pretty overreaching, right? Um, exactly. And and, uh, and we're just now kind of kind of fully understanding what that means. Yeah, and I those hope, are and, really and hope awesome. that like I hope that we can operate with that in mind, um, and go like, yeah, we might need to change some things about how we do certain things. Um, but, like, let's try to remember the Patriot Act and not not enact some sort of policy that is so extreme. You know, right?
2: Not have the knee jerk reaction.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of knee jerking uh, with with nine uh, yeah. eleven just across the board. Um, and yeah, this is another kind of disaster. Let's, you know, I think hopefully we as a people can
0: learn from those mistakes that we already made. I hope. Yeah, I, I hope it's just us laughing about toilet paper and. Yes, and we're done (laughs) right that would be nice but we'll we'll see i think this is the heaviest topic we've ever had on the show so thank you for coming on (laughs) uh obviously thank you cody and and blake for joining us today um i guess the last sort of thing to say is uh for those that don't know what are you guys involved in and where can people find you uh give a give a quick little plug for what you're doing
3: Go ahead, Blake. Okay. Uh, yeah. I.
0: We probably should have done this in the beginning, shouldn't we? I like to lead with your political ideologies before we start positioning you for business. <laughs>
3: oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, my name is Blake, obviously, and I host another podcast called The Tone Mob Podcast, and then I am a co-host on Chasing Tone with Brian Wampler, who we brought up a couple times. So... That's where most people know me from. I do a bunch of stuff on the internet. all It all kind of surrounds the podcast, though. Um, my primary social channel is Instagram. So if you want to see anything that I'm up to, it's probably going to be on Instagram. Um, also been going at YouTube a little bit more this year. So that's going to be a focus for 2020 is working on more stuff for YouTube and not just publishing a million things on Instagram. Although I'm not going to not be on Instagram because it's my favorite platform. So that's that.
2: And, uh, and I own both nose pedal, uh, which is a, you know, guitar utility pedal company, uh, as well as Westminster effects, which is, uh, that's where I indulge in my, uh, theological nerddom where everything is, uh, church history themed. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> with that, I also host the Westminster Effects Doxology podcast, where we look at uh, practices and songs in the modern church world and and kind of compare them to uh, scripture and all that kind of good stuff. You can find both Nose Pedal and Westminster Effects on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, and then you can find the Doxology podcast uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's uh, iTunes or I prefer Overcast. It's a really cool platform. Uh, Spotify, et cetera. And uh, yeah, hit me up. You can also, uh, we also have a discussion group for the Doxology podcast. So you can thank uh, Luther and John from the podcast. It's the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge. Uh, and that I know that's a whole lot of
0: syllables. There's like five <laughs> words in there. I don't know how to spell correctly. Right. <laughs> you can thank god for that oh thank you john well and uh as well with us if you haven't listened to the show before you can find us at facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop and at the effects loop on instagram you can see the mind of diaz at work there um <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is uh our youtube channel please go and subscribe so that we can get a vanity url on that and actually start promoting it a little bit more I believe we have one or two of cody's pedals in the pipeline about to be released there so uh we'll have have some more demos and i maybe i'll make some content who knows instead of my crazy live streams in our group uh outside that thanks for joining us and uh everyone stay safe wash your hands take care of yourselves out there Bye. Throw a bunch in there so i don't know if, have you guys had a chance to look at everything in there
3: i haven't looked at all of it but i don't ever prepare mm. so
2: <laughs>
1: yeah who does who does show prep
3: yeah not me um, not okay i yeah. know i don't <laughs>